We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Banana Slam Jaren podcast. The podcast is what it says on your screen here. The one, the one. No, not a podcast, but the podcast. We the are brought to you guys by Prediction Esports. They're our partner. And I also want to give a shout out to our sponsor before we start. I usually do it at the end, but we're mixing it up today. We are sponsored by OKEX which is your one-stop cryptocurrency platform powering play-to-earn games like Axie Infinity. You see that at the bottom. Play-to-earn games are games that allow you to earn NFTs in-game, and Axie Infinity is the most popular of these play-to-earn crypto games if you're into that sort of thing. And you can play it to earn NFTs that you can buy, sell, and trade on the marketplace. Wow. all powered by OKEX. Thank you for that enthusiasm, monkeys. Uh, we will be sending a link in chat uh, that you can use to find how to start earning crypto today. That wasn't in the script. I mean, there was no script. I was totally saying that purely naturally. Uh, we will be linking that after the stream, guys. Uh, and it will be in the video description on YouTube. But okay. Brian. I've gotten the business out of the way, my friend. Do you have a question about the business, or is this about the podcast? This is about you. Your camera's not on. Oh, of course. My one job. Let me uh, share my screen with my lovely friend here. Um, there it is. He's always such a whiner. I mean, uh, okay. Sorry, guys. So monkeys wants to see my face so that he can interact with me in a normal way no, while I, I see his face. Actually, like, like I don't know. It's just easier for me to like understand what you're saying if I can, you know, read read your lips while you're talking, see your facial expressions. Etc. Of course. I don't know. I don't know why I struggle with this, but like, it, it's just so much easier for me to interact with people when I can like actually see them. I, okay. like, I, I don't know if that's a thing. <laughs> but <laughs> okay, nobody asked you, monkeys. Okay, so you know we've got, <laughs> we've got some hot topic here, guys. We've got some hot topics here. Um, I want to summarize what we're doing today. First off, we are. Going to be talking about the major cancellation. And we do talk about Valve and their role in Dota a decent amount. So we're not going to beat that too dead. Um, as it tentatively is kind of dead in this stream or in this podcast. And we're also going to be talking about Reddit. Because I have a nice hot topic. Did you happen to read my Reddit thread there, monkeys? 
I I read a bit of the red. It was a very thread. very uh very based Reddit thread. I, I I mean I mean I I just I didn't even understand uh, whatever. Well, we'll we also have some based Reddit threads with <laughs> Kyle, as well as Kelly, the manager of Alliance, and yeah, there's some I, nice I mean, drama going on right now. Well, so, well, yeah, I mean, you know, a major was just canceled. Pe- people need their fix of, like, entertainment somehow on the Dota scene. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you know, we have no patch. We have no major. You know, this is basically the same thing as what happened with COVID, where literally our ability to be distracted is gone. So yeah. now we have all the time in the world to think about all these things that we don't normally dedicate time to. So, first and foremost, for people who are not aware, Valve has alerted us that the first major of the season will not be played. Which so, is tragic. Which a lot of people may say, well, BSJ and Monkeys. That is not all that surprising due to the Omicron variant and all the outbreaks and shit that's happening in the world. And then a lot of people may think that that's a reasonable decision. And Monkeys... I'd like to say that from my perspective, most people are complaining about the lack of transparency and communication from Valve, as pretty much none of the teams knew for sure or even knew at all that the major was going to be canceled until last week. And that's like six weeks into the season of DPC. That is very long time to be preparing for a major and have nothing happen. So people were very upset about that. There's a huge uproar, you know, on Reddit, on Twitter, you know, Sumail even mentioning, I'm done with this game, let's all, you know, not come back season two and, you know, maybe Valve does something or maybe the game no, just no, dies. No, no. Wait, 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 wasn't he just saying, like, just no one played the last, like, your last matches or whatever? No, one? he was boycotting season oh, two. Was he actually boycotting? Yeah, yeah, let me, let me pull it up. I'll, I'll read the tweet. This is factual shit here. Uh, Sumail, Twitter. If the teams all decide to just not compete in Season 2, at least we will have some sort of stable system. Either better communication, or maybe Dota just dies completely. Either way, it's better than the current state of things. (laughs) So. Now, that's the thing, is... People are kind of just fed up, you know? I I think there's comparisons between, like, an abusive relationship of Valve and and, and the Dota scene. I feel like a lot of times... I got fed up two years ago. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, a lot of us get fed up at some point. I kind of hit my threshold at TI-10. And so, monkeys, you know... Do you think all these pro players are a bunch of crybabies? Or do they have merit to, to what they're saying here? I mean... You certainly know my take. No, I do not think they're being crybabies. I I think there's nowhere in between. They're either crybabies or Valve's the worst. What is it? I mean, I've been saying Valve's the worst for a while. I I okay. mean, like, I, and, and obviously, when when I say that, I don't like. I I don't know. I I I feel like I should more specifically say I just feel like Valve is like kind of lazy, and they just don't actually care about Dota. And, you know, like, people have been telling me this for a lot of years while I've been playing Dota. Like, pro- probably since, like, TI-4 TI or something was, was when players, like, actually started wanting, like, you know, 
better better conditions or maybe even earlier than that honestly but like i you know i wasn't really that involved in the pro scene like in the very early ti's or whatever so i'm not like as knowledgeable of what the pro players have always wanted but uh from from what i remember around ti4 was when people like started actually wanting like more from valve and whatnot and you know there there definitely has been like times that valve has done great things for for the game and it seems like we're going forward and valve cares and whatnot but you know i i think it's just like the business model of valve doesn't really have a lot of room for like how how a competitive game needs to be treated to like thrive and whatnot because you know valve just sits on steam and makes like billions of dollars a year and they're just like yeah, we're chilling. Let's work on VR, okay. guys. Right. <laughs> so I actually had an interesting conversation today. And I'll tell you that up until that conversation, I had that exact same view. And in no way right. am I saying that that view is like, I'm like, damn, that view is so naive. We're all so stupid. But it's given me a different perspective. So I want you to hear it and, and give, I, I'm, I'm going to make sure I don't like verbatim it because I, I, you know, it's not really my view. It's like something that was brought to my attention. Yeah. Is have you ever considered comparing Dota scene or the Dota community to Valve as like a parent and a kid? Right? Sure. Have you ever have you ever thought about that? Right? I, so I, like, I mean, I'm sure I have. I, I, I it's not exactly so, like so, how I view like the dynamic, but yeah, yeah but it's know, but it's yeah. like you can you can follow me, right? How yeah, like yeah, yeah. in terms of power dynamic and reliance and all that yeah. kind of stuff, you know, Valve does make the rules, and I I was basically told that have you ever thought about that, and have you ever thought about the fact that it's kind of what you'd call an abusive relationship in the sense that when a, when a, when kids complain and when kids are really upset with their parents, what's like the most common thing, common theme? And I would say that the kids are not understood. Would you agree with that? Or would you disagree with that? At least yeah, can you, I mean, can you, well, well yeah, there, there, there's a disconnect for sure. There's right? a disconnect, you know? And so like a lot of times, you know, you see these movies with like the rich family. Cause I, I'll compare this to like a rich family. Cause valves like billionaires and stuff yeah. <laughs> where you see in the movies where the kids like having a rough time. He talks about how his parents are always off working and stuff. And the parents are like, Oh, I'm so sorry to hear you're sad. Here's a Ferrari. And does that make the kid feel better? <laughs> and the answer is no. Right? Like, it never makes them feel better. And I used to think, as of yesterday, that Valve didn't care about the game. So my question would be, if you ignore the pro players, and you are given the perspective that Valve as a spectator sport since DPC came out has increased viewership by, like, 50%, would you still consider DPC to be, like, a failure? Or a bad system. I, I, I don't, I don't. I mean, look, that that that's something that I feel like more the higher tier pros are like. They mainly don't like the DPC system because there's not enough room for third party tournaments and stuff like that. Which I definitely agree with. I do agree that there is room for improvement. I do think the DPC system does give like minor stability to like you know the the lesser teams and literally the 
the tier one. I gave you I one played. responsibility here, monkeys, and that was to completely ignore the pro players. Oh, to comp well, I mean, I I'm saying that if you yeah, thought of the DBC, you, if, if you look exactly or, or exclusively at uh, at the the viewership, I, I suppose, like, yeah, it's good. But if you look at like player numbers and stuff, it's it's not the greatest. So what I'm saying is this is there are a lot of complaints going towards Valve. And the reason why I gave the analogy of the, you know, rich parent and giving them the kid a Ferrari is because what if the parent thinks that that's what will make them happy? What if viewership and popularity of the game throughout the year is what Valve thinks will make the scene happy? What I'm getting at is I think the biggest issue is not that Valve doesn't care. It's that they don't know how to care and they don't ask. Well, they don't know yeah. how to show they care. They don't know how to well, show yes. they care about the game. Well, again, it's like, well... All right, so so the way that you really have to view the relationship between like the the player or just like the community and Valve is like, I as we've pretty much learned over the past like four four years, maybe maybe even a bit longer. What, what we we are rewarded for making like complaint threads that get to the top of Reddit. And that is the only way that Valve will react to something. Basically, they don't re they they don't react to emails. They don't react to like any of the shit. Yeah. So, so basically, what we as a community has started doing is just berating Valve publicly on like Reddit and shit, because that that's the only way that that we get a response out of them. And then Valve gets upset because they think that we're just, like, a bunch of whiners and, like, all we fucking do is, like, complain about them and then they don't want to work on Dota anymore because they think the community just, like, fucking hates them. Which may be true to an extent or whatever, but, like, it, it's just kind of, like, we're, we've, we've kind of gotten ourselves into this, like, super annoying like cycle for both sides where Valve is like guys just like talk like they, they even said to like teams at ti they're like guys just talk to us and like well we'll talk to you we can do all of this like be behind the scenes or whatever and then they just stopped responding again and now we're back to posting on reddit to make a big deal <laughs> and i guarantee you Valve is like upset about it. <laughs> the whole the whole root of this entire thing is that the reason why I brought up this discussion is up until today, I firmly believed Valve didn't care. And as of today, I was convinced that Valve does care, they just don't listen. And they have no idea how to listen. No, yeah, and they no, have no, not I, made the effort to listen. I, I think they I, I have mean, a massive community that they do not understand. They do I, not understand... Uh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I was personally amazed to even hear that there was like communication going on with Valve after after the major cancellation and everything. When people don't care, like, say you're in a relationship with somebody, and they don't care, and you say something that's really annoying, or you piss them off, they just break up with you. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Well, so, that alone to me, when that was brought to my attention, was kind of enough proof in the pudding to say, like, Valve clearly cares about Dota. Yeah. Like, the people at Valve love the game of Dota. Like, that clearly exists. Now, yeah. the amount of effort they're willing to put into that definitely has to be called into question. Yeah, and the biggest <laughs> issue is that they don't have anybody that's, like, dedicated to Dota. Like, they don't have a person at Valve that says, my job is to be a community manager of Dota. 
And the thing that boggles my mind up until this point is I'm not going to act like I understand all the inner workings of Valve. I, I don't, or of any big company or what it takes to be an amazingly successful company. If there's anything I've learned in the last like two years is that every day I don't feel like I learn any, or I don't know anything. Cause I was, oh, I learned, you know, the more you learn, the more you learn that you don't, or the more you know, the more you know that you don't know. You know what I mean? Like you learn yes. and then you realize yeah. you have so much more to learn. Yes. So, but is it really that fucking detrimental to just hire like two people? Like, well, I, like, I, I like what is actually so bad about this? Like, I actually just don't get it. Like, people could give me all types of explanations, all types of BS that goes on with this. Can you not just hire two people? That's the thing. It it means nothing to Valve to hire two people and put them on their payroll. Like, it literally, it is pennies to the dollar for Valve. It actually is. I just is. don't get it. But like, but it they 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 are such like a small company, and like they are so efficient with like their worker base that like they just don't want to complicate things for like like they That's have a so good weird. system going right now where like you know they again from from what I've heard like from the you know two I I don't even know I know like two people who work at Valve. And like you know, everyone just wants to work on like VR, like the next, the next like you know, gaming content in like that area or whatever. Like no, no one is even focused on like PC gaming anymore. Valve, <laughs> it's all like next gen shit. Like everything they do. So it, it, I think it's just like for Valve, they just don't want to like complicate their business model with like more people. I just like, don't like, understand even how that's it, so it, complicated. It, 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 it's such a simple fix. I, I mean, it's because they're all like. None of them want to fucking deal with people. Like, if they have community managers, then they have to actually talk to their community managers all the time and, like, be like, all right, what's going on, community manager? <laughs> then they need, like, people who actually implement the stuff the community managers want. So, you know, it's not like, it's not like, it's not as simple as just get community managers and then, you know, oh, people are suddenly going to be motivated to fix the stuff that Dota players want fixed and stuff. So, like, like, there's still, there's a lot more work that goes, like, the extra step, right? I mean, everything, all this sounds like to me is, like, it's, like, procrastination. Well, then well, like you're going to be, like, hire more people. But then it's, like, Valve are, like, no, we don't want to hire more people. <laughs> no, so, like, you know, if you hire two community managers and they need more people, wouldn't the conversation be as simple as, like, we need three more people, we'll find them, you know? Like, you, you hand that off. Like, you don't see the CEO interviewing people at companies. Like, I, I, I mean, I, I mean, for them, it's just like... This isn't that I, much I, extra work. Did you, did you read the... I, I don't know if it was, like, an article or just the woman telling, like, her version of, like, or, like, her side of the story or whatever of when she worked at Valve. And she literally, like, presented an idea to Valve. Basically, like, like with with all all this information, all all the steps were figured out of how to implement it, and the revenue was going to be like two hundred fifty million dollars a year or something. And the people she pitched it to were just like, "That's zero billions," and and denied her the the project. Like, like that that is how Valve thinks. That is zero billions. It. What's the question here? <laughs> I I mean I mean you make jokes, but like that is how big Steam is. That that is how big Valve is. They think in the billions. Do you think Dota is re like? Do you think Dota has billions of revenue? No. 
No, no. But not. what I'm saying is this. You know, if the argument is that Valve doesn't care and Dota makes them no money in comparison to Steam, I feel like no. Dota would already be dead. No, no, no. That That's the thing, though. Like, like Valve as an entity doesn't care. There are employees at Valve who play Dota, and they care about Dota, and they are the ones who keep Dota I see, Dota so you, you are not referring to individuals in Valve. Yeah, say Valve. No, 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 there, there are individuals in Valve who do care about Dota, but like they can only do so much for Dota, right? Like, they're, they're, they're at the end of the day, they're still just like employees and shit, and like you know they have to fucking get stuff approved. Or but if whatever, Valve's like, only like twenty people, and you know six of them no, care I, I about mean, Dota, I, 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 I mean, I'm pretty sure Valve is around a couple hundred or something. But, like, it's I actually don't know. Hundred. I'm not gonna act like I do. But. But again, it's just like again, it's like it's it's the amount of time and effort that goes into it for them, just like like uh, from my understanding is they just they they would much prefer to put their time and effort into other things, especially when especially when like uh, th there is another guy who left Valve like years ago, six, seven, eight years ago, or something like that, and he he did like a huge Twitter post, and he's he literally was like, the the way the company structure at Valve works is like, if you if you make a new feature, you you get a huge bonus for that new feat. Like, like if you create new content or new feat or, or new feature or new program or something, you get rewarded for that new thing. But if you like go back and like do a spring cleaning or something in Dota, and you're just like maintaining an old game, you like you get you don't get recognized for that at all. You get like no extra bonus or anything. So so all of the employees at Valve, they're all thinking about oh, what's the next new thing I can do? What's like the next right? Like like what what is something I can create? Not not what is something I can maintain? And Dota is something that needs to be maintained. Yeah, that's true. I I just realized that like uh I mean at the end of the day the core problem here is the communication and lack thereof. And, no, for sure. You know, the whole thing is like Valve tells people to come to them and then when people go to them, I've heard numerous stories that like Valve doesn't do anything. So that's obviously super toxic in a in a relationship if you tell somebody if they need something to just tell you and then if they tell you you don't listen. That's uh that's about as bad as it gets terms of relationship toxicity um yeah i mean it's super frustrating you know uh seems like everyone's kind of at their wits end with this valve system isn't ideal for us but it's obviously working very well for them they're an incredibly successful company so it's really hard to argue with results um you know my the point that was really brought up to me today is that they're prioritizing the spectator rather than the professional player when it comes to DPC. And at the end of the day, the professional players aren't the ones that make them money. It's the battle passes and the average player consuming battle passes that make them money. And obviously for me, that's like an obvious short sighting because if you're prioritizing the player over the professional, you're ignoring the fact that there's like a connection between the player and the professional. You know, like the more professionals there are and the more celebrities or whatever there are in Dota, the more people that are going to stick around as players. Yeah. So it's, uh, I think that's kind of what's happened is like what I've noticed as well after it was pointed out to me that constantly 
everything's been what can make Dota more enjoyable for the average player base. Um, I mean, even my biggest thing is the lack of roll queue or any sort of anything. That's 7,500 MMR or above. In the last, like, three or four years, they instituted roll queue as, like, their biggest feature for, like, improving the quality of pubs. And then the top MMR people, they just said, nah, it's not going to work. We don't have enough players. They removed it and have given no alternative. You know, there's absolutely no alternative given in the last, like, two years. Well, again, it just goes back to, like, roll roll queue has to get maintained. And like, like it, it's, it's not. Well, I don't think get- that's where it goes back to. What I'm saying is, all the problems that have gotten fixed are by these, like, whatever, however many employees at Valve are a part of, like, the passion of Dota or whatever. They're players. They're not pros. So whenever they think to fix the game, they think of a way that, like, they understand. So I'm saying, if you couple the fact that they don't talk to pros or or, or orgs at all, like they don't talk to us. I mean, I'm not at work or whatever. They don't talk. That if they're going to try to solve issues, none of them are going to be geared towards pros. They're all going to be geared towards the community. And if you actually look back at the last three or four years, they've done a decent amount to improve matchmaking and stuff for the average player. They've oh, actually no. done a they've actually done a pretty good amount. Dude, Brian, I have queued eight hours before for a single game of Dota. I no longer have to do that. You know, I would say matchmaking is in like a pretty decent place now. <laughs> although, although I will say, Quinn has told me that he has had a queue for over an hour multiple times. I mean, Quinn's obviously an extreme outlier because he's like 12k MMR. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying that was like, like, you know, my equivalent MMR when I queued for eight hours was like I, I was like rank four or something. So yeah. I I wasn't like that far behind what the what the number one MMR was at the time. So you know, it, I I suppose similar issues still exist at like the top of the top in NA because there's just not enough players to to get Quinn and games on his 12k account. <laughs> true, very true. I um, I mean I've pretty much said all I need to say. I think nobody likes what Valve's doing. You know, obviously everyone's upset. I think the future of this game is entirely in Valve's hands. You know, I would give the game five to ten years max if, uh, you know, Valve continues the way they do. I don't see a reason why they won't. Um, You know, I got fed up at TI, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. I told people getting back from TI that this TI was, like, definitely way worse than all the other ones. Not just because of COVID, a lot of other reasons. And I had kind of lost the remaining faith that I had that, like, Valve was going to do more, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, I no, lost, no. All, like, any amount of faith that I had left, I had lost. So the Dude. big reason why I stopped casting, or at least, like, took a big step back from casting, is because it is a career that is dictated by Valve, right? Yeah. Like, if they don't keep the competitive scene alive, it will kill my career. And a lot of people may argue as a streamer that does the same thing, but not really. You know, it's not nearly yeah, the yeah. same to stream a game as it is to be involved in. Yeah, if if you have a base scene. following, you can get into variety streaming like really easily. I, I mean, hell, e- even for me, I'm like, I'm like half your size or like, like three a third your size or the size of your stream, and like, I I, I even I get like 400 viewers when I do variety games. They're like, 
500 sometimes like i mean the fact is you can rebuild from there right that's the thing yeah yeah exactly and it's not ideal it's not like it's super exciting to be like i'm fucking done you know but no, dude, uh, dude i i mean brian i i i literally think dota could be like such a big game that lasts like years years, like decades genuinely and, and you know it could be a, it, it could become like a staple of like esports because like i do think there is a future uh, of for esports in general in our world like i i think i think don't, don't get me wrong like regular sports are, are amazing and i i enjoy watching them but esports is like pretty much accessible to like anyone who is willing to put in the time to like actually get good at it right like you know sure you, you can argue some people have better reaction time than others and whatnot but like, like just innately but you know, for the most part, if you train in vi- in a video game you enjoy, like you can get better at that video game as long as like you have the right mindset and mentality and whatnot. Which you know, you may also argue ninety percent of the people just don't have the right mentality at all. But <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm saying there's it's it's a it's a possibility, right? It, like with, with regular sports, it's like. I feel like you kind of always have to be physically fit, right? Like to an extent to be able to actually, you know, try to get to the level that you would have to, to, to compete in or at the top or whatever in regular sports. But at least for esports, I feel like there's a lot more. It's just like, you got to put in the time and effort, right? Like you just, you just have to. <laughs> um, anyways, but to, to go back to what you were saying at TI-10, how that was kind of, like, your final straw. I mean, dude, my final straw was in, like, the the fall of uh, 2020. I still remember, there, like, like it, it was around TI time, like, when TI was, like, supposed to be happening. So it was, like, August, mid-August or something. And there was still, like, like all all of our communication was just ti was canceled from valve that was it that's all we got after i was playing online tournaments with the zoomers for like six months literally reruns of the same top three teams we were only playing against quincy and undying there was like one tournament ed participated in and we beat them uh in two best of threes because they were playing with like two stand-ins i think they had rioia and bulba or something instead of instead of crit or no no crit was playing so instead of a bed and was it, was it Ice Ice? I don't know. Whatever their 2020 roster was. <laughs> it, it was a bed and maybe Ramsey's. Maybe it was Ramsey's was supposed to be the offlaner. But because of COVID, he was back in Russia or something. But uh, I, I, I just remember all, all of our communication from Valve was just TIs canceled. No DPC system. That's it. No, no plan, no anything. Just we will continue to evaluate the situation and stuff. Like that, that's that's all we get from Valve. And I just remember, I just like sat on my bed sitting there, just like defeated for like for like 20 minutes. And then I just started crying because I, I just came to the realization that Valve just genuinely did not fucking care about the pro scene at all. Like at all. That's and the thing was, is, like, I think they care way more about the game than they actually care about the scene. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I just, I literally was just sitting there crying because I was just like, well, like, what do you even fucking do? You, you can't do anything. What, like, you go on Twitter, so. go, go on Twitter and complain? No, that's not gonna do anything. <laughs> see that? Maybe by like some miracle, Reddit will like see the complaint, but like, what's that gonna do? <laughs> Get another front page of Reddit complaining about Valve? That doesn't really do that much. 
sometimes it does sometimes but you know especially regarding the pro scene it's just like that shit has always gotten ignored and then Valve's like Valve always like makes it seem like they're gonna talk to the teams or something. Like right now, you know, they're they're acting like there's gonna be communication and like all the last about I, a week. I, I guarantee you by the next major, all, all the shit would just like they won't even be thinking about it. They're like, wait, what they complained about communication in January? What what we're doing great. We're we're hosting a major. Like what <laughs> like I don't know. I just you know, I'm I've just gotten to the point where I've just accepted it for what it is, right? There, there's no use in. I I I don't know. Maybe 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 I'm a defeatist, uh, but I I just feel like it's it's a hopeless uphill battle at this point. And as you said, the game will just die if it, or, or at least the competitive scene will die if if the game just goes on like this. Yeah. I. Uh... I mean, as a content creator, I feel like a lot of people are preparing for that. You know, they're... I personally am, like, realizing that Dota does mean a lot to me, but I'm tired of only trying to learn skills that help me better at Dota, so I'm trying to learn real-life skills that also make me better at Dota, hmm. um, such as, like, habit-forming and discipline and stuff like that. I find it much more entertaining or, like, challenging for me. Uh, more rewarding, I guess. More, like, meaningful than just, like, learning a new hero. I've kind of, like, stopped trying to learn new things in Dota specifically, and I've tried to learn new things that can help me in Dota, like I said. So, because, like, I I struggle to find the significance of grinding to, like, 11k MMR in Dota. I feel like as a streamer, that's obviously pretty tough, and not saying I would be able to do it if I really tried or whatever. But it's like, okay, what's going to benefit me if I grind in Dota, you know? Uh, I, I feel like a lot of people have that question where, like, if I were to make it to 12k MMR, would it be too late? Mm. You know, by, like, the time I do this? Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people are getting to that point where it's like, you're losing the motivated people who want to try to be the new Sumail, you know? Um, that's been slowly happening over the course of, like, 10 years, and here we are. Um, to the point where a lot of the, like, I think that major cancellation and the lack of communication was kind of the final straw for a lot of people. Um, I mean, Valve now has to do even more to make up for it, and there's, it's hard to believe that they'll do more to make up for having done less than expected. Um, <laughs> that's kind of hard to believe, so. Um, you know, a little bit of doom and gloom, but I would like to change the subject because we. I wait, think wait, both wait, said, wait. I, I had I had one last point to make okay. on it because because there is like while while I do think a lot of the blame does lie in Valve, the the other thing I do want to mention is like there there I I think I think there's been two different instances where Valve has like tried to have communication with like the player like the top players and what I I think uh, PPD he tried to do kind of like a like a player union type thing at one point. Um, but fr from my understanding is also the players in Dota, that, like they just, they can't agree on, on what the best way to move forward would be for the competitive scene either. So like, so, so while, while like, 
it, it feels like Valve ignores uh, ignores like the the scene a lot. I feel like the players have to kind of like have an understanding of what it is that we as players want, like as a collective unit, and and be more direct about that. And I don't even know if that's possible because, like, maybe everyone just has such different. I mean, I have I haven't really talked to like you know the the top players about this subject very much or anything, right? Like, I I I mostly just hear stuff like this through the grapevine. But like, first and foremost, if we want like more more reactions out of Valve, like the competitive scene has to have an understanding of what it is we actually want, and like come to in agreement on that you know <laughs> where there's not just going to be like half of the half of the teams and players are going to be incredibly upset but the other half are happy but then like you know the half that are upset they're just going to keep bitching to valve like non-stop and whatnot like, like do, do you get what i mean like there has to also be clarity you're basically just saying there has to be a united front otherwise there's yeah, no way yeah, to exactly. like change anything yeah yeah because, yeah, if, because they, if you're coming at valve from all sides it's not going to do yeah, anything that's exactly. pretty much what you're saying right and I, exactly. I agree that, uh, I mean, I, I, you know, every every waking year and month that passes in the world, I lose faith that people are ever going to band together in some meaningful way to make change. So uh, that, that, that's a... I, I, I'm just saying, though, I can't put it all on Valve, right? I feel like, I feel like if, if like, the top players and whatnot, like, true, like, if they actually like cared that much about it like there there could be more effort from our side as well i i mean again it probably would it would be a moot point anyways because i would just probably ignore whatever conclusions we came to but again like like there there, there hasn't really been that that attempt right that, that like serious attempt or, or anything like that and, and as you said probably will never happen but i just wanted to throw that out there because you know i i can't I can't a hundred percent blame Valve because you know I feel like the the competitive players as well just struggle struggle a bit to actually ha like have ideas about what it is we we genuinely want. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. So Kyle, I, Kyle, monkeys. I need to. I need to. We're gonna shift the subject to make sure we have a little bit of time to talk about the spicy stuff. But I'm going. I'm I'm logging into Twitter right now. And we have a little bit of juicy juice uh, between Kyle and Alliance. Yes. So I want to give a little bit of history that I'm not 100% sure people have. Okay. Yeah. So Kyle and Loda slash Kelly, who are the, I believe they're married. They're at least a couple. I think they're married. I'm pretty, I'm pretty. Um, are the are. managers of alliance and kyle and them have had ongoing beef more than managers, co-owners yeah i'm so uh, managers co-owners they're very high up if not the highest up at alliance so like they're yeah. pretty important at that organization loda and Kelly. and they've had ongoing beef since as far as i saw was uh the first season of dpc last year we were all in uh we were all in sweden and i saw this happening so what happened was kyle rated we all did our like pre-season predictions for dpc and kyle i guess was friends with them and he rated alliance like seventh out of eight uh pre-season going into season one uh -huh. and 
they took that incredibly offensively from like a friend that you would do this. I don't remember exact details from this, but it led to drama between them back and forth in the DMs, all that kind of stuff. I'm not going to say anything I don't remember for verbatim. And then what happened was Alliance, a week later or so, sent a box of merchandise for Alliance to our casting place. Okay. Have you heard this? Have I told you this? I, I have not. Heard no, that. no. I actually don't know if this is public information, but I don't see how this could ever get me in trouble, so I don't really care. So they sent us a bag of, like, hoodies and t-shirts and all that kind of stuff. That was Alliance Apparel, a hat, maybe. And uh, we get this box. And in the box, there is a note saying, like, you know, from us to you guys. So they called out the casters as a whole. I don't know if you remember that drama. So they were, like, apologizing to the casters as a whole, saying, like, we don't want beef. Oh, we have no okay, issue okay. with you guys, that kind of thing. Yeah. This was, like, an apology package. And they sent us this package, and in the note, it said all that shit. And then at the bottom, it said, none of it's for Kyle. Kyle does not get any of this. <laughs> And I thought it was one of the funniest <laughs> things I have ever read. So they did that. And then I mean, there was actually beef between them. You know, it was actually serious beef. I knew it at the time. And I remember a week later, Kelly messaged Kyle saying, sorry, that note in the message was a joke. Like that note in the... In, in the, the box, package yeah. was a joke. And, like, all of us knew that it wasn't a joke. Okay? <laughs> like, it obviously wasn't a joke. Okay? <laughs> so, I can just tell you that there is history between Kyle and these two. Okay? So, yeah. that kind of continued into season two, I believe, because Kyle did one of his, like, pregame assessments, and he used, like, all the reasons he thought Alliance would get last place or something, and that's what he did it on. So, oh, you know Kyle, he's a shitster, so he's going to do anything he can to to stroke the fire, or stoke yeah. the fire, or whatever it's called. <laughs> stroke that fire, baby. <laughs> so, now we've gotten to this season all the people that followed me here. We've gotten to this season, and I know for a fact that Kyle has beef with Alliance. Like, he, he doesn't like Alliance, yada, yada, yada. And um, Alliance is celebrating after beating Liquid in Game 2. And his tweet was, Watching the post-game cams, I thought Alliance had just 2 owed Liquid, and was like, damn. And then I realized they were celebrating a 1-1 score. Much love, guys, but save the hugs for the real W. Damn. <laughs> so, I believe, I'm trying to find it. There was, I don't believe, there was a reply from Nico, baby. There was a good quote in there. I really want to. I really want to find it. Actually, um, something about being a superstar. Something about you are the reason that we're not superstars. Uh, All right, me... something about not being a superstar. Sorry. Oh, here it is. 
Nico Baby replied, We've struggled this season, we've had changes, and we fought hard for this. And you? Spitting in Twitter, always bitter for your own failure as a player. Who are you? You are the season I you are the reason I don't open Twitter, and the reason people don't see us as superstars yet. Congratulations. <laughs> and then Kelly responded, Kelly from Alliance says and people wonder why dota 2 players stopped using social media kyle is a fucking bitter asshole and has been for years big bully whom i hope one day gets what he deserves nothing fuck you kyle i hope you never get happiness in life middle finger poopy emoji so i think this is some spicy drama because every single person that contributes to it makes themselves look like more of an idiot. I mean, I'm just saying, I think Kyle's comment made him look like a happiness gatekeeper and an idiot. It, dude, Nico Baby's not... comment of people don't see us as a superstar kind of makes you look like an idiot. <laughs> Calling somebody that kind of language and like a personal attack through Twitter kind of makes you look like an idiot i i i it doesn't just kind of it i mean it just it just does so i find this to be incredibly entertaining um it actually resulted in mira also saying effie that kyle may be super annoying online but when it comes to his integrity i will 100 percent vouch for him he puts in his foot he puts his foot in his mouth often but he's not malicious person make fun of him the dumb things he says but the attacks i've been reading on his character are cruel and unwarranted so there's people like Mira who are very wholesome and they're trying to defend their friends and, and everything. Um, and I totally respect that. I, you know, there's people like that that we need in the world. But monkeys, I'm going to, before I let you have the floor, I'm just going to say I'm the kind of person that reads this and I think it's fucking hilarious. And I think we're literally watching a reality television are, 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 show of people we know. Are you saying read, read all of it, or just just like any of the comments in specific? Or I'm saying that like you can there's there's a lot of back and forth between Kyle and yeah, Kelly, yeah. and and there were a few deleted tweets by by Kelly. I know that were also mean. Um, they, uh, th- those, those can be found. Those definitely went over the top. Like, those were spicy. Those were spicy. Those, those yeah. were like. Those are like old school Kelly Flame or like Kelly defending flames of Alliance. Like I'm not after. sure uh, like if there's access to those. I don't know where they are. I saw them, but I don't know I, where I, I... I. Somebody screenshotted them. I promise you. I have no idea where, where they would be, but they are definitely screenshotted. Yeah, I'm looking for it. There's there's some funny stuff on there. Some very very uh, we'll say rude comments from Kelly. I I mean. The the way the way I think you just have to look at Kyle in this scene is like every single thing he says, you just have to take it like tongue in cheek. Like that that is literally just how Kyle as a personality exists. Like he literally all he he wants to just poke the bear until the bear explodes. And like just constantly. He loves that, it. That's, that's all and 
he is so unfazed by like all of the shit. Like he doesn't give a he doesn't give a fuck. He's just vibing, drinking alcohol like this weekend. You know, he's probably partying his ass. He doesn't give a shit. Kyle cares about what his friends think. He cares yeah. about like people he, he calls can, friends, yeah, and yeah, he says like, yeah. "Hey guys, you know." You know, hey guys, Collie just said something to me. Sorry, he asked. Yeah. He, he does. He does care about what his friends think. I, I am yes. getting a bit personal. It's not my place to say it. Kyle does care about that, but he probably <laughs> doesn't care very much about the general Twitter public and the general Dota community no, and their doesn't. impressions I mean, on him. He doesn't care about that kind of shit. I, I so, mean, I, like, don't get me wrong. I can understand people's like frustrations with Kyle. Like, I I played on Complexity with him back in like 2016. And you know, it was a stressful experience. It, it was a stressful experience having having Ka- Kyle as my captain. But you know, at the same time, I do I do think like at like as a person, he has grown a shit ton over the past like six years or whatever it's been. And it's also crazy that it's been six years since twenty sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I do I do think he's grown a lot. Like like I. I Whenever I talk to Kyle, I genuinely just have a blast talking to him now. Like he he's just a fun guy to be around for the most part. And uh He definitely brings like, life 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 to the room. He definitely yeah, brings and, life and to the room. I, I, like, you know, his, like I guarantee you Kyle knows his Twitter takes are fucking stupid the majority of the time. He does. He, he still just hits that enter button because he's just la- like if he makes himself laugh, he's like, I'll definitely make some other people laugh. <laughs> so he just he just hits that enter button and, and rides the way. <laughs> he does indeed so, do that. So it's just like I don't know. I, I mean you know, I, I have been roasted countless times on social media for poor performances at lands or tournaments or whatever. And it's just like, it's just a part of the fucking job, Nico, baby. It just, who the fuck cares what anyone else says? If you want to be happy, be happy. People are going to judge you no matter what you fucking do. You're in the public spotlight. It's just, I don't know. You have to just be able to take it in stride. You have to. Otherwise, you're just going to. I don't know. You're not really gonna go anywhere if you can't if you can't take like any criticism whatsoever. <laughs> I agree. It's very if you're the more the fact is the more in the spotlight you are, the more criticism you're gonna be yeah, exposed no, like, to. Like do you think like Sumail Sumail as a fifteen year old one fucking TI? Like I guarantee you over the last how how long has it been since TI five? Like seven years now? Or like we're going on seven years. Like Sumel has probably gotten so much fucking hate over the last seven years after that Ti win, like an insane amount of hate. But you know, do you ever do you ever see Sumel like crying about it on Twitter? And he's like, "Fuck no, I want a Ti. I'm the fucking goat." Literally half of Sumel's tweets are just him calling himself the goat. Like, <laughs> that's all he does. You kind of got to do that sometimes, you know, especially when you are really good. Yeah, <laughs> I can't use that one yet. I'll worry. I'll worry about that when I, uh, you know, I'll worry about that when I have some, you know, material to back it up. You know, and we talk about a lot of people getting flack, and I would like to also read a recent Reddit thread that involves me, as we go on this Reddit drama train. The Reddit thread is titled "BSJ is an incredibly disrespectful coach." 
<laughs> Today <laughs> is just another example of BSJ belittling people who pay him hard-earned money for coaching. Poor guy is not understanding a concept or question, and BSJ just repeats himself over and over being a smartass. It honestly feels like he is mocking, bullying these people a lot of the time. It just comes off as mean and unlikable. BSJ must be pretty insecure if he has to repeatedly comment about how obvious everything is to him and how oblivious the person he is coaching appears to be. Thoughts, Brian. <laughs> I, I paused so you could give your thoughts. You want me to give my thoughts? Yeah, give your thoughts. I, I mean, obviously they're right. That Brian guy fucking sucks. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean that that thread genuinely made me laugh so much when I saw it because, like. I mean, I, I, I'm sure they did not expect that to get to the front page of Reddit first and foremost. I, I feel like the only reason I, I saw there... the thread when it had like 50 upvotes and 50 comments, and I definitely thought it was going to die around there. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like, actually definitely I, I thought mean, it was. I I feel like the only reason it got to the front page is because is because it's just too funny for it to be there, right? <laughs> like, because it's like... Your 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 coaching students pay you to coach them the way you coach. It's like <laughs> even if you were as abrasive as they're as they're describing you, people are paying you for that experience. <laughs> like, like, why is this a Reddit thread? <laughs> I do, you know, so I, I took a little bit of responsibility for the fact that I knew yesterday I did say a few, th like, I think the biggest thing that makes me look like this to people is when I ask questions that have obvious answers, it, it makes me look like a smart ass. And I'm like fully aware of that I've been trying to like stop doing that. So I know like that's a large reason why uh, it comes off that way. And I knew I did that yesterday. So it was really funny because during the coaching session, I, I like caught myself and I'm like, yeah, man, fuck. I knew I was doing that. And then obviously I see a Reddit thread on it now, which I think is really funny because, you know, you talk about like somebody like Nico Baby getting shit for losing in a in a pro match. I would say me like failing as a coach or not failing, but like losing, falling off form, I guess you could say as a coach yeah. for like one coaching session would be my equivalent of that. And uh, and then you see it on Reddit like this. And I think it's like really funny because, you know, people pick up on this shit and I think it's entertaining that they you know will tune in and see that you know i see this thread and the first thought i have is like i definitely have worked on all these things um whether or not i do them at all or a lot is up to the individual i think in terms of judgment call but uh you know a lot of the thread comments were the negative ones were saying things like he lacks self-awareness you know he doesn't know any of this stuff he has a superiority complex all that kind of stuff <laughs> But I think the the ones that were like the reigning true positive ones, which I agree with you, is it's like the funniest part about this entire thread is the first line where he says, BSJ belittling people who pay him hard-earned money for coaching. <laughs> and then referring to them as poor guy and that I'm mocking and bullying them. And it's like, 
I literally stream every single coaching session that I've done in the last like six yeah, years. I, I I've watched some of them. Like, yeah, uh, it's I, not it's not exactly some secret. I I I can understand a lot of what they're saying in terms of me coming off as a smartass, but I, I really struggle to understand people like this that say. You know, I mean that—that's why I find like I—I've seen people in chat ask why I'm laughing so much at the I like, I just find it so funny. What like like for this Reddit thread, for example, this person wasn't even the one who got coached. He saw one of your students get coached and went, "I'm gonna take this to Reddit." Like Reddit needs to hear about that. Like they have not seen BSJ do a coaching session in like the last six years. At like they need to know that BSJ was kind of mean to his student in in this coaching set. Which again, I didn't even see it. Like I have like I don't even know if in like I again I doubt it because I watched your coaching set. Maybe like you admitted to like one moment of you being like kind of a dick or whatever. But it's like okay it happens like <laughs> yeah you can't like always be a hundred percent on like your word choice or how you do an explanation or, or something like that right like yeah like i mean that's the thing is they're definitely like uh grilling into it and they're definitely like going off of their first impressions or prior biases whatever it is i mean the yeah. biggest thing for me is that whenever i read online things like this is like just like when kyle gets scrutiny he probably fucked up you know if i have a whole reddit thread i probably did something wrong you know, it's like Nico Baby's getting flack. He lost a game. You know, it can be all types of things. And I've learned that it's really fun. Not fun. But it's really important as, like, a person that's in some sort of spotlight or in the public eye to understand that most people are, they're attacking you in regards to, like, something you did. But they're not attacking your character most of the time. They're usually attacking the action that you had. And they're judging you based on that action. And um, I know a lot of people say, like, that was a character attack. And then, like, people like Kelly may have taken it too far with Kyle because they literally attacked his character. But most people, when they voice shit on Reddit and stuff, they're just saying, like, that action you did was, like, really stupid. And you kind of have to detach yourself from that and be like, okay, you know, they see this action as me. When obviously that individual action does not represent me, like, as a whole. Um, yeah. so like, I'm willing to reflect on it and learn from it while also thinking the guy's kind of an idiot. Well, do you know, I, do you I, know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. I, I mean, it's like, you know, you, you should always try to be receptive to criticism of any kind. Like, even if it's kind of just like a, a, a reach or whatever, uh, like from the person criticizing you, but, um, it, it's just like, that that's the type of criticism that you have to take tongue in cheek. Like like you you look at it, you laugh it off, and, and then you kind of go like, all right, sure, maybe there is like some slight truth. Like maybe if that was literally your first time ever interacting with me, maybe I just came off like like abrasive or whatever, and and you know that that just made you not want to you know watch me anymore or whatever. Like sure, like maybe maybe that was just their their first first reaction to seeing you do a coaching set like again it's whatever like but but i mean again at the same time we, we've talked about it before as, as streamers as, like you can't you can't get hung up on every single word that every single person says about you right because like you're never gonna please everyone you're never you're never gonna make everyone happy like like some people are just not gonna like 
you know, your 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 streamer persona or or just like, you know, they're not going to like your humor. They're not going to like your, you know, whatever. There, there, there's so many things that people can find to like nitpick about about entertainers right like there's so many things because i mean we're, we're on camera we're or all the time right we're broadcasting all the time like i I'm, i guarantee you if any anyone who's like watching the stream right now watch their favorite streamer for long enough they could find things that they they disliked about that streamer or find like nuances that annoyed them or you know random shit like that like <laughs> I, I i promise you you would be able to find <laughs> Yeah, I mean, everybody has something, right? Eventually, yeah. a long enough period of time of exposure. You know, monkeys. It's been a lot to talk about this week. Um, you know, usually I try to cut us off at like forty-five minutes. I suddenly look at the clock, and it's been an hour. So, you know, it is what it is. We've talked. We've talked our ears off, or the viewers' ears off, with all the drama and the Valve stuff. If you guys missed the podcast, what we did talk about was. The Valve major cancellation, and then some Reddit drama with my coaching session, as well as Kyle and the owners of Alliance. It's a pretty entertaining week. A lot of little things going on that uh, kept the scene spicy. Uh, still no patch. GG, want patch. Um, I love any, patch. You know, any, any closing remarks from my boy, Jaron Clinton? Um... Valve, please, please care about your competitive players. That would, would be nice. A appreciate it. And that is the call that, you know, echoed through the canyon and everybody <laughs> heard you, monkeys, and it's going to be the life universe changing <laughs> moment right there, guys. So thanks for tuning in, guys. That is it for us this week. We were perfectly on time. We do this every Thursday. Not really. We try to do it every Monday. Um... But yeah, it's all on my second YouTube, exclamation point, YouTube 2. Um, if you guys want to find all the other podcast episodes, hope you guys enjoyed yourself. Have a great night. See you guys. Bye, monkeys. Bye-bye. Have a good one. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.